Welcome to Marathon Season, and welcome to the DC Beer Show. We are DC Beer across social media. Randy, kick it off. What are you drinking? Speaking of Marathon Beer, I was lucky enough to go out to Caboose out in Vienna, um, which I had been to in a long time, and I snagged some cans of their Oktoberfest Marathon Beer, which is quite delicious. Um... Do you hear that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so that's what I'm drinking. But I want to give a huge shout out to Caboose for their gold winning Flanders Red Ale, their Flemish Ale, which I snagged a bottle of before I even knew it was gold winning. Uh, we were going to drink it at the DC Beer Share this past Sunday, but didn't get to it. So we'll save it for next time. We'll let you know if it if we think it's gold, which I'm sure we will. So cheers to Caboose. But that's what I'm drinking. What are you drinking, Mr. Mike Stein? Miss Brandy, I'm drinking Blue Owl, which is a wonderful Ooh, look little... look at that pretty bottle. Look at that, <gasps> with that bubble just hanging out on the top. Beautiful, beautiful Berliner Weiss, a Blue Owl, vintage 2020. White wine, barrel-aged, Berliner-style Weisse Ale, dry hopped with Hollertau Blanc, collaboration with Schneeule Breuhei. <laughs> butchered that 3.5% ABV so this is a hilarious wonderful little beer it's super complex it's out of wine cask so it's very like white winey dry as a dino bone and uh, this wonderful brewer from Berlin came to Blue Jacket I believe two Junes or two Julys ago and she runs the Schnee a in uh, Berlin. Her name is Ulrich Gens, and she actually flew with two plastic bottles of her lactobacillus culture, which she cultured from like an old Berlin brewery. And her whole bag is recreating Berliner Weisse style beers, which, you know, the, the style of beer is like several hundred years old. There used to be like a hundred Berliner Weisse breweries in Berlin. There were 700 bars that served it. So she's really elevating the craft beer game to this sort of gilded age in Berlin's past. And it's just an incredibly complex beer. It's 3.5% ABV, so it's under 4% alcohol by volume. And it's just a wonderfully complex beer. And it reminds me of that time I went to the Czech Republic and may or may not have flown home with some hops, some agricultural products in my bag. <laughs> and I may have been pulled out of line at Dulles Airport, but somehow this lactobacillus culture from Berlin made it all the way to D.C. Blue Jacket fermented it, put it in wine barrels, and it's just, God, it's so good. Um, can I has? Where do I you, get and can I you has? You can has. Because A, owls are my favorite. <laughs> but also in the in the... Post 9-11 airport flying world, are you allowed to transport various microflora across the Atlantic? Was it just three ounces or less? I have TSA questions. You have many questions. It's a good answer. I cannot confirm nor deny that um, some lactobacillus cultures came. But, you know, it's Germany. They're way more concerned with, like, neo-Nazis, as they should be, uh, than they are with, you know, some of this other stuff. Jake, what are you drinking? I am going to keep it Teutonic. I have um, the brewery Rothhaus Fest beer from the Black Forest. Uh, it is absolutely perfect. Studious listeners may 
recall, they did a collaboration Pilsner with other half in DC earlier in the year. I am of the mind that that is the finest lager made in DC. This one here is not a Merzen, it's a Fest beer. Uh, it's a little bit lighter. Uh, it is not a malt bomb. It's just perfect. It's, it's delightful and you should get you some at better beer stores everywhere. I'm pretty sure that you can find it at Arrow Wine, Arlington Brew Shop in Virginia, Department of Beer and Wine. You're in Maryland, Perfect Pour, Gilly should have it in the city proper, Hop and Cask in Glover Park, my local Wardman. They should have some really, really, really good, good stuff. And I want to tie back into what Brandy was saying and just kind of keep this, uh, the fest going, this fest theme. So she mentioned Caboose. That's really cool. The Bear Chase Brewery is a boasts one of the best views in the area. Good, good times. Ten medals for Virginia. None for DC. None for Maryland. Womp womp. You stole my line. Oh, does that give us a sad? <laughs> Brandy, grab the mic. Go for yours. Well, I was gonna say womp womp, but I I know that at GABF, no one from DC won. Unfortunately, but you know, there's always next year. Oh, I cannot wait to have that. Oh, Jake just held up a yummy looking beer that we will talk about in a minute. But there were some DC bears that won silver at the US Open Beer Championship. My buddies over at Red Bear won silver for their tall, dark, and nutty, which is Brandy's favorite beer at at Red Bear. So shout out to y'all. Loves. (laughs) Congratulations on your medal. Yay. We are going out to Wheatland Spring on Sunday. I don't know how far away that brewery is, Jake. So maybe we can see if we can finagle some some winning beer. (laughs) Bear Chase is probably just an additional 15, 20 minutes away. Sold. Yeah, it is not (laughs) terribly far away as far as these things go. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about Sunday. I'm not going to lie. I'm already drained. And Oktoberfest and DC Beer Week festivities haven't even begun. <laughs> I'm going to need to clone myself to keep up with all the beer fun. We can talk about Oktoberfest real quick, events that I'm, ha- that I'm jazzed about. Our last episode, um, Hellbender hadn't announced their Oktoberfest yet. This was kind of a late-to-the-game party added. But I will 1,000% be at Hellbender after work on Friday, this coming Friday, September 17th. They're going to have five German-style beers, including their Helles Lager, which they haven't had in, in a while, and Maybach and their new Fest beer. So house-made brats, singer's meat, I'm right down the road. So I get to stumble home after that, excited. Saturday, double booked. Uh, so the DC Homebrewers Oktoberfest is going to be over in College Park. It's going to be a super chill event, but delicious homebrew and a beer competition. And I know when my buddy Michael Stort is making a beer, I'm going to be where his beer is because he is just the best home brewer in my opinion, but I'm kind of biased. Then I'm going to Uber over to Ivy City for other halves Oktoberfest, so I'm going to imbibe in all the guest taps. Hopefully I'll see lots of smiling, happy faces there. (laughs) 
And Sundays are a field trip out to Wheatland Springs. Not jazzed about the drive, but I'm sure the beer and ambiance is going to be worth the trek. And then, uh, you know, if you see us, say, come over and say, guten tag. But if you're being uber safe, like our dear friend, Mr. Stein, and feel, and feel uncomfortable attending any in-person events, Neighborhood Provisions, um, they have you covered. All kinds of delicious Oktoberfest food and beer. Hashtag Rothaus Pills. Um, to throw your own party in the comforts of your home. So check out their menu at um, nrgprovisions.com. They have tons of like beer cheese, pretzels, bratwurst. Like just go for it. Be safe if you don't want to go out and just live vicariously through our Instagram. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I will be living vicariously through the DC Beer Instagram. So sound advice there, Brandy. I actually got a, on top of the Rothaus Merton, I got a little uh, five liter of Rothaus Pilsner at Arrow Wine last week. So while I will miss Mike Lestort on Saturday, I will have a little pony keg of Rothaus Pilsner, which I'm super pumped for. It turns out the DC homebrewers are actually having a German beer competition at the DC homebrewers Oktoberfest, which is happening at Rain and Bob, uh, two longtime members uh, shout out to Rain and Bob. They're also requiring every attendee be vaccinated, which we just saw at Barrel and Flow last weekend. Shout out to Dave Bracey, the festival organizer of Pittsburgh's Barrel and Flow, and shout out to everybody organizing beer fests requiring vaccination. Jake, do you have a Barrel and Flow? Uh, you got a Barrel and Flow can right there. What is that? I absolutely do. I have here Woven in Time, which is a collaboration between... Um DC's, one of DC's newest homeowners, shout out to Kofi and Athena of Sankofa Brewing, their collab (laughs) with Allagash. It is a dark ale, about, it's 5.7, which is good in keeping with my under six theme with the Rothhouse, and it's brewed with both millet um, from Kofi's native Ghana and smoked maple syrup, because when sometimes you think of Maine... You think of maple syrup. It's got like a little bit of this like funky, dirty, mushroomy thing going on. There's like a little bit of herbal hop presence. The attenuation is nice. You get a little kiss of the smoke. It's really well mm. done, and you can certainly pick I up like a four pack. I like kissing smoke. Yes, I um, <laughs> not in like the licking an ashtray like gross kind of way. No, like in the I 90s. did date a, date a chain smoker before. Yeah. It was a little unpleasant. So, but yeah, in my beer, hell yeah, give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, Jake and I saw Kofi uh, last Friday at Metro Bar. They had a mm. little tap takeover. Um, it was really fun. We didn't stay that long, but it was it was cool. That's a I'd been there. It was a cool place. It was great to see Kofi and the whole turnout. It was a good good time. Yeah, we're into. It. And so speaking of Kofi, because Kofi is a brewer in DC. Now we're going to shamelessly plug that DC Beer Week starts the nineteenth. That's this Sunday. Um, Pizza Paradiso kicks everything off. You know that they've got four locations now, um, although RIP to the Old Town location. They're going to be pouring a bunch of the locals, the DC Brewers Guild members, affiliates, friends, and perhaps even the Solidarity 2021 beer, which is an East Coast IPA because, as Mike Stein says, Mid-Atlantic IPA is a thing. Hopefully it tastes like the Harpoon IPA of yore. You get like a little bit of that. C60, C30 crystal malt. Um, you get some C hops to it. It should be nice. Anyway, $5 pours. And 
It's a convenient excuse for us to introduce our guests, Leah and Kim of the DC Brewers Guild. Welcome, everybody. I'm joined by Kim Bender, the executive, the executive director of the DC Brewers Guild, as well as the executive director of the Heyrich House and Museum, and Leah Cheston, the president of the DC Brewers Guild and the owner of the Right Proper Shaw Brew Pub. And we're here to discuss DC Beer Week. Thank you both for being on the show. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having us. And yes, again, thank you for being here. And so last year's DC Beer Week was very much a virtual affair. This year, there seems to be a good mix of in-person as well as virtual. And um, for those who don't know, uh, this is going to go live on um, Friday the 17th. DC Beer Week starts Sunday the 19th. How did you all sit down and decide when doing events, the mix of in-person versus virtual? Yeah, so when um, when we first started to meet as the events committee for the Guild at the beginning of the year, we basically decided that we would, you know, at that time, things looked different than they do now, even, but um, we knew it was an ever-changing map, and so we decided we were going to plan um, as if things were going in a positive direction, and then keep sort of adjusting as it went along. And um, we didn't actually make any, end up making any adjustments actively. It's that the venues that are holding, that are hosting DC Beer Week events made those decisions for themselves. So it sort of ended up being a mix of all different kinds of stuff, whatever um, was right for that group. Yes, I would say it's really up to the, to the, company doing the event, the brewery or restaurant or bar, um, really left it up to them to, to decide on virtual versus in person. Um, I have noticed, you know, a lot of events are going to be outside this year. Uh, so I think, you know, obviously that was a consideration as well. Yeah. And the events, like for example, the event that the Hire House is doing is virtual. We were planning to do it in person, but, um, it just seemed like, it would make more sense at this point to do you know, something virtual, especially because we're including people that are from other parts of the country, actually, in our event. So it like actually expands the capacity of what we can do. And then um, we could include more people. So, you know, it, it just sort of for other events that are festivals, festival type events, like obviously that couldn't happen for them. So um. for DC Beer Week. The brewers, the members of uh, the member breweries of the guild get together and brew a beer with the theme being solidarity. My understanding is that this year's is an East Coast IPA. It was brewed at Right Proper Brooklyn, not Right Proper Shaw. I'm wondering, Leah, if you can speak to a little bit of that. Yeah, absolutely. So we did uh, a lot of the collaboration through email. Uh, and um, had one sort of initial planning meeting in person. And all the brewers of the different participating breweries uh, chime in on, on what they think the style should be. Um, and then we also do an ask for, for ingredients from local uh, producers, you know, to help with, with malt so that more of the proceeds can go uh, to the Brewers Guild. 
Um, and then we all brewed in person, you know, we were, uh, everyone was wearing masks, but, um, we were able to kind of figure it out this year. Whereas last year we had to come up with a completely different model altogether. Um, so yeah, we're, we're excited about it. The, um, the labels look great. <laughs> Saw them today. Um, so that'll be out in the market next week at, uh, at various restaurants, bars and, um, breweries. Cool. Will this be in cans in addition to kegs? Yes, both. Very nice, very nice. And um, for our younger listeners, can you please explain to them what East Coast IPA is? Old school. (laughs) (laughs) No hazy, (laughs) just um, lower, you know, lower alcohol, I would say 6% for this one. Um, you're, you know, I'm, I'm not the, the, the beer expert as our, our brewer can tell you, but, um, you're definitely going to get, you know, a little bit more bitterness, I think. And of course, crystal malt, um, uh, which is, yes. uh, not, <laughs> not seen in many, many IPAs around here anymore. Although a shout out to, uh, the, the DC Brow team, uh, for keeping, keep, keeping C30 alive and <laughs> corruption and public and such right so you mentioned um that some of the proceeds going to the guild what are some of the activities of the guild both in this past year and upcoming so this past year um has been a lot of you know us working together um to share resources about, you know, pandemic response, financial resources among the guild members. Um, and to, um, you know, we decided to pull back on doing multiple festivals throughout the year and just focus on DC beer week, um, and, and sort of see where we are in January to look towards next year. It's kind of hard to plan completely what the activities will be, um, but we're hoping to bring back, I think Leah would agree, we're hoping to bring back more in-person um, festivals and events and things for next year if we can. Yeah, absolutely. No hot fests last year, unfortunately. Um, but it's been, I think, a lot of you know, us working together as guild members to help each other out, like looking towards the future, a better, more positive future. That's cool. Like I've seen behind the scenes uh, that the, the respective DC breweries uh, have been, uh, I think, very generous with each other, um, filling in with like hops, malt, yeast when needed. Have we seen more of that over the last 18, 20 months or so because of the pandemic? Yes, I would say so, because the supply chain has been completely, you know, pre- stressed with through COVID. So, uh, as you all probably are aware, the, there was a pretty big can shortage at the beginning of the pandemic um, because everyone switched from draft to cans. And so some breweries were able to have, you know, have more cans and access to those cans. And so they were able to kind of share that access um, with some of the smaller breweries that, um, you know, had trouble getting cans. And so that was very helpful. Um, can lids, you know, everything, the, the supply chain has just been stressed for everything. And so it's, do you have this, do you have this, where are you getting this from? You know, it's, it's constant collaboration on those access to, to raw materials. And I don't know if you want me to talk a little bit about the higher house, Leah. Yes. 
Because <laughs> um, I would say that that like really fed into some of the changes for this year that um, starting in like, January, um, the Higher Caste Museum became the interim manager of the guild. It's now um, probably going to be a more consistent relationship. And um, you might remember that the Higher Caste was there when the guild was formed in 2013, and it was actually formed with a group of brewers in our conservatory, and I sort of helped through that steering committee process. And so um, we were really excited to, you know, our relationship with the Guild has always been there throughout the years in different iterations, but we were really excited um, to link back together more closely because, you know, the Hyrick House Museum was created by a brewer. The the buildings were created by Christian Harry, the largest historic brewer in D.C., and um, that legacy is super important to us. Um, and our, you know, besides the history, our organization's been really trying to focus on um, how we can help support small local D.C. businesses. And so this is, like, fits right into that part of our mission. And so we've spent a lot of time this year getting um, used to that, those changes and, you know, creating new systems and, um, like, f- building up our relationships with the Guild um, so that we can work together and really strengthen the craft brewing community in D.C. So that's been great. Is there a legislative component to this as well? Like working with um, the council, lobbying for certain things? Yes. So that, I mean, that the legislative component is one of the, one of the primary, you know, purposes of the guild, um, right, to um, educate and, and work for um, better, you know, more fair legislation for the, for the brewers. The, the brewing industry in D.C. as a whole is just so new, relatively speaking, right? Um, DC Brow is 10 years, 11 years, Kim? Uh, they were founded in 2012. Okay. So, um, so, and they, and they were the first in, in several, you know, 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kim, will give me an exact oh, number. Maybe 2011. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 They were the yeah. first, yeah. 2011. They were the first brewery. They were the first production brewery in Washington, DC since the Hyrick Brewery closed in 1956. So the brewing industry is relatively 10 years old here, which is very young. Um, and so all of the, the laws and rules around that um, are very antiquated. And so we, you know, primary purpose is to sort of to work together and, and educate and update those. Um, but we've, you know, this year through the pandemic, um, we've talked to the council, different council members a few times and, um you know, it put our shared our input on things like the Reopen DC Act and um, anything that can help our, our breweries survive through through the pandemic, such as the streeteries and um, things like that. Anything in particular for the upcoming uh, legislative sessions in terms of a a Brewers Guild wish list? Yes. <laughs> um, so one of our um, big asks right now uh, we're working for is self-distribution for, for brew pubs. Um, so because so currently uh, manufacturers in D.C. can self-distribute or go through a distributor. 
Uh, brew pubs cannot self-distribute. They can only go through a distributor. Um, the challenge is that brew pubs are just very small and the, their products change often. And most of the distributors are, are larger and, and not set up to be able to handle that sort of flexibility of brands um, and small, you know, um, small pickups, small um, deliveries. And, and so just the ability to self-distribute and sort of pivot from the pandemic to, to because on-premise still hasn't caught up. Um, and so to be able to have another outlet to sell to other restaurants and bars um, would, would be helpful for, for brew pubs in D.C. That seems worthy. Um, I will add another one um, that I have talked to my council member, Councilmember McDuffie, if you're listening. Hello. Uh, and that uh, brew pubs can serve um, alcoholic beverages from other producers, but production breweries cannot. And it makes for an interesting thing where if you go to a production brewery and perhaps you are gluten-free and they don't have seltzer, then you cannot get, say, Ancho or Supreme Core or um, Capital Cider, for example. Correct. That is also on the wish list. Yes. This is like um, my individual hobby horse do you have other Um, wishes jake that's that's the main one for now um it was easier to talk to people when um my neighbor david grosso was on the council um he can frequently be seen um having raised by wolves at right proper brookland and so it was nice to run into him there and say hey i like this do you know what else i would like like what about raised by wolves with a whiskey back from say Affiliate member one eight distilling. You know, there, are, there, are, there are many ways where this could go. All right, where am I going to see you all next week? Any particular standout events? And please, you know, feel feel free to plug your own. But if you had to pick one that wasn't, say, a right proper event or a Hierarchy House event. Absolutely. Well, there's Where would the, you go? I mean, there's a lot of really good ones. There, yeah, there's the Boundary Stone is, you know, an uh, annual tradition at this point. I believe this is their eighth um, annual Battle of the Barrel Age beers. So we'll be there on uh, Tuesday night with uh, several other barrel aged beers from local breweries. Um, that's always one that I, I look forward to. Kim, what about you? Um, I think that there's some really great ones this week or next week there's um a karaoke battle of the brewers at metro bar on friday the 24th um there is um a concert a concert there's a show (laughs) outside at dc brow on um wednesday the zealot r.i.p show am i saying that right um and they're doing a beer release um and I think, like, one thing I'm really interested in seeing is um, there's going to be an event on Wednesday night also called From Jump Black Brewers Today. And it's in partnership with Craft Beer Cellar um, and also with um, Miss, Mr. Braxton's Bar and Kitchen, which is a Black-owned restaurant in Parkview. And um, I think that's going to be a really interesting event. I believe it's virtual right it is indeed virtual virtual. and i think it will also be hosted by our very own mike stein so oh perfect good times (laughs) but there's a bunch of stuff if you can check out our website dcbeerweek.net and if you click on events there's a whole list of everything that's going on 
Um, it's like everything from the kinds of stuff that we just talked about to um, drink specials, um, other educational events. I think it's going to be um, not as large as it's been in the past, but I think the events like really pack punch this year are like some pretty great events. So check it out. Cool. Leah, so I am looking very forward to our, our event, which is uh, Saturday <laughs> the 25th, uh, block, right proper block party. Uh, so we're partnering with a couple different organizations, an Indivisible Art Collective uh, for live music and art vendors and Black Brew Movement for a Black beer garden uh, outside. Uh, so it'll be um, DMV Black-owned breweries featured there, including the release uh, first launch of one of our very own, uh, Imani Collier, who is creating um, hey, her own brand. Yeah, uh, Urban Garden Brewing. I think that's going to be great. Yeah, I think it's going to be very cool. Um, I will definitely be at that one as well as Boundary Stone. Leah, do you know the theme this year for... I know that sometimes loosely there's a theme with uh, the beers that go into barrels at Boundary Stone. Not all brewers tend to hew to them, but... There is not a theme this year. So uh, last year and this year, because of the pandemic and just everyone stressed a little, they decided to open it up and, and not do a single style like they normally do. Normally they'll specify the you know the style or type of barrel uh, that the beer should be aged in. So um, this year, I think the only... Uh, spec is that it should that it has to be barrel aged. And this year features um, new guild member other half. Yes. Um, and because it's other half in a barrel, I have to assume there's also going to be some sort of cookie dessert pastry thing going on. You all don't need do to comment on that. It's do you okay. have inside information? Um, we don't, I do we not. Don't know. No, my my yeah. only inside information is that every stout I see from other half. Um, has a very high residual sugar level. Should I plug the Hyrick House events? Please, go ahead. Well, we have two different events coming up, um, actually, for next week. One is, um, will be the, the writers who, well, it will be Jamal Lemon, who wrote this three-part series for Good Beer Hunting. Um, that's pretty amazing. It's, it basically talks about the 19th century German Schutzenfest, um, which was brought by German immigrants to Charleston. It was in many different cities, but it's a shooting festival. And then sort of the changing boundaries um, of that festival and who was allowed to be part of that. The black community was originally allowed to be part of it, and then they were excluded. And it really talks about the changing definition of whiteness and as your immigrant communities come have come to America in the 19th century. It's pretty amazing. I was blown away by this series. And um, Brian it's an excellent Alberts, read. Yeah. yeah, it's excellent. Brian Alberts, Mike Stein, and Pete Jones will also be part of that conversation, and they helped contribute research towards that article. It's free. It's virtual. You can watch it in your pajamas. Um, and then uh, we're also our weekly beer garden that we have in the back of the Hirecast Museum um, in our garden is going to be especially serving guild member beers. So... Come on by Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of next week. Cool. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Leah. DC Beer Week next week. DCBeerWeek.net has all the information. Uh, DCBeer.com will, will be at 
hopefully as many of these events as we possibly can in person and virtual. And uh, back to the show. Thank you both. Great. We'll see you then. And we're back. Mike, speaking of DC Beer Week, you have news for us about DC's latest, newest beer brand. I sure do. Uh, If you go to dcbeer.com, you'll see my most recent piece where I talked to Amani Collier about Urban Garden Brewing. And Urban Garden Brewing is not only DC's newest beer company, DC's first black woman-owned beer company. So we are are hella pumped for Urban Garden Brewing, or UGB, as they go by, the acronym there. Um, And they will be at Wright Proper and the Historic Howard Theater on September 25th. Um, It coincides with Art All Night Shaw. But the beer garden is run by Black Brew Movement, who you might remember from DC Beer's collaboration pre-Panini back in 2019, or maybe it was January 2020. January 2020, the last beer event before lockdown. Last hoorah. Cuffing Saison, right? Cuffing Saison. Good memory, y'all. I've got one bottle Um, of it left. Oh, what? You heard me. That's news to me. That is news. Your cellar runs deep, Mr. Berg. And I also want to shout out to him to Ramon Barden, D.C. I've got one bottle of beer in D.C. left as well. Yes, Ramon Santra. Uh, AKA Mr. Bard in DC. Although I don't know, am I allowed to say his full name? You might have to edit that out. Anyway, shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Bard DC and their little adorable little nugget. They have a beautiful baby girl. But, anyways, back to DC Beer Week. Check out Right Proper Shaw on September 25th, amongst many other events. Uh, shameless plug I have an event along with Kofi and Soul Mega. Um, it's a virtual event on the 22nd. It's called From Jump, Black Brewers Today and at the Beginning. And then on the next night, on September 23rd, we have another virtual event with the Hyrick House Museum. They're highlighting Jamal Lemon of the Wayfarer Study, who wrote three wonderful essays for good beer hunting. My beverage research firm, Lost Loggers, helped Jamal research and write and uh, produce these pieces along with good beer hunting. So we are incredibly excited for the event with the Hyrick House Museum on the 23rd and with Craft Beer Cellar, Soul Mega, and Sankofa on the 22nd of September. And on the 21st, Brandy, I know what event you're excited about. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. I'm already hungover from that event. I think it's everyone's favorite event. That and Brewers on the Block, which I don't think is happening this year, but it used to happen. But uh, yeah, Battle of the Barrel Age. So Jake and I are going to get there a little bit early and interview all the uh, the beer bringers, the boozy beer bringers. So we're going to talk with some folks about some barrel age yums. So that, but that'll be on the next episode. But it'll be it'll be fun. <laughs> so we get to get there early and and set up. I can smell the goods from the wood. It you reek of barrel age. Oh my beer gosh! Already. Yeah, next week is going to be lit. And Stein, you've already uh, touched on some really awesome events that I was excited about. Some other ones that I wanted to mention real quick. Thursday, at Other Half, they're having a hip-hop and beer, which is going to be super fun. Friday, karaoke battle at Metro Bar. And then you mentioned the block party at Right Proper and Shaw. But next Sunday, 
the homebrewers are going to be at three stars at the Jamboree. So yeah, like lots of homebrew. Right. Jamboree. Yeah. Jamboree. Yeah. Sorry. Butchered it. Sorry. Just check out, um, you know, the DC Beer Week website for the lineup and obviously follow all your favorite breweries on social media for all the updates. And we'll, I try my best to, to update Instagram and Jake tries his best to update Facebook <laughs> and shine with the, with live the Twitter. On so. the, live on the tweets. And listen, if you can't remember... We're giving you too much beer news. If you can't remember the 22nd, the 23rd, the 25th, check out www.dcbeerweek.net. dcbeerweek.net. That will give you all of the events and the goings on. Obviously, check out our site, dcbeer.com, and we will get that valuable information to you. Knowledge is power. Log on and check it out. Before we go, I want to shout out Port City because Alpnowit took gold and that Belgian-style wheat beer category yet again. And it's such a good beer. Allagash White Suck Silver, which is also such a good beer. We don't know who submitted what from D.C. There are 15 breweries now in D.C. I'm assuming that somewhere between like three and like eight of them ended up submitting something to GABF. And if they didn't get a medal, that's all right. Maryland, you're an embarrassment. You get the gas face. Like in a whole entire state. Shut out. The worst drivers, no medals, just uh, disaster. Your miles may vary. I know all of our Maryland listeners are sitting at home like, what the Berg, what are you talking about? Sorry. You know what? Sorry, y'all. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I live a street away from Maryland, and believe me when I tell you the driving is atrocious. So, (laughs) yeah. But I'm a very aggressive driver anyway. I should be driving in Germany going 100 miles an hour. (laughs) Get on that Autobahn. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, until until next time. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. (laughs) Auf Wiedersehen. (laughs) I'm I'm practicing, y'all. I'm butchering it. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, by the way, um, the weeks that we're not on, Beer Me Radio from Sarah Jane Curran is on. Give her a listen to. Cool stuff happening. Again, at TCB across social media dcbeer.com for all your Oktoberfest DC Beer Week needs. Thank you to the Guild for throwing DC Beer Week, and we're back at it later. All right, be well. Cheers. Auf Wiedersehen. (laughs) Prost.